Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. You're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find a full list of all of our archived shows, the montages, my books, top news stories, and more, all at www.thesecretteachings.info. Tomorrow is supposed to be a pretty big day, I guess, depending on what your belief system is within the realm of politics and conspiracy and parapolitics. Tomorrow is supposed to be the day in which... Former President of the United States, Donald Trump, returns to office. Did you know that? I didn't know that until last night. I didn't know that Biden's term was only a couple of months, and I guess President Trump will be the president again tomorrow, March 4th, 2021. And that might seem like a, a random, arbitrary date for President Donald Trump to take office again, but for those of you who don't know much about American history, the 4th of March or the 5th of March, early March, has been the day for numerous presidential inaugurations. And it was only with the 20th Amendment that the president and vice president were inaugurated on the 20th of January, the previous administration ending at noon on the 20th of January. So I guess tomorrow is the big day. And uh, I... I didn't know that. I was very surprised by that. I didn't realize Joe Biden was going to step down from office and President Trump was was going to become president again, or he never left office to begin with, and this last month or so has just been a, a big ruse. I mean, did you know that? I, I had no idea. It was really stunning to me, really surprising. Um, I mean, I ordered my Make America Great hat in the mail. I, I didn't have one before, but now that Trump is back, I decided to get the hat. Uh, I've got the T-shirts. I got the American flag with Trump's face on it. I'm really, really certain that this time around, he's going to drain the swamp and he's going to get rid of all the pedophiles and the Satanists and the adrenochrome drinkers and the bloodsuckers and the Clintons and the Podestas. I'm really certain he's going to clean house this time. I mean, this is basically going to be his his second, maybe even his third term. I don't know how it works because I guess if you lose a presidential election and then you're out of office, but then you come back, is that a second term if some people believe that the inauguration was actually a ruse and you were actually still president, and then when you have another inauguration in early March tomorrow, the 4th of March, 2021, that that would be your third term. Is it is it his second term and a half? How does that work? Can somebody explain that to me? Now, of course, I'm being very sarcastic. 
I don't particularly like Donald Trump. I don't like Joe Biden. I don't trust the established order on either side of the political aisle. And I find it a little bit insulting. I really find it insulting when people email me or they will message, you know, friends of mine and tell me or imply that I, like they, they like the show because they think that this is a conservative radio show. Did you not hear what we talked about the last two nights? This is not a conservative radio show. This is not a conservative political radio. This is The Secret Teachings, which is named after a philosophy book and a book on esoterica and mysticism by Manly Hall. And on Monday night this week, we talked about cryptozoology. Last night, we talked about Civil War medicine. We talked about ancient Egyptian medicine. This is not a conservative radio show. Let's get that out of the way first because it's, for some reason, very confusing to people. This is not a conservative talk radio show. This is not a liberal talk radio show. This is not a political radio show. If we talk about politics, it's in the context of what we call parapolitics, which you could define as abnormal politics. Things that are bizarre, things that are unexplained, things that are mysterious, things that are synchromystic. And we'll also talk about things that we believe are scams, like this amazing, incredible, but ultimately poorly executed conspiracy known as QAnon that didn't actually do anything except distract people for four years and give people a a little tiny steering wheel in the back of mom and dad's car to make them feel as if they were in charge. They were rounding up the pedophiles. They were rounding up the Satanists. They were going to make this world a better place, and they were helping to drain the swamp. Now, I was sort of taken back for about five seconds when I read that QAnon people, I'm not sure what they even are called anymore. Uh, I don't really call them conspiracy theorists. Uh, I guess the derogatory sense of that term would be correctly applied. But I guess QAnon supporters or followers believe that Donald Trump will take office on March 4th, 2021. So that's tomorrow. That's just really in a few hours. I mean, that's for some people, that's pretty exciting. But I would like to know the percentage of people, speaking, you know, figuratively here, who also believed that Biden would step down during the January 20th inauguration and Trump would be in the White House afternoon on January 20th and that he he would still be the president. And so I did a show a couple of weeks ago where I talked about, and this was right around the time of the inauguration, I talked about, and I, I made my own prediction, that QAnon would not only not go away, they would claim, and the various satellite groups around QAnon would claim that Trump was still the president, that the White House and that Biden and all of his speeches and everything was all staged, and that Trump was real, really in the White House, 
or that they shifted the power of the White House to one of Trump's estates or one of his hotels, and that's where he's really the president still. And I said that I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the Q people will probably think that not only is Trump still president, but that the alliance or whatever these white hats are, this supposedly good group of people that are fighting against evil in government and in corporations, that they they found a way to overthrow the corrupt elite. And it's only the perception given to us by the media that there's any power held by this corrupt establishment. Now, that's a lot to dig through. And I think that there is a very tiny, and I mean I mean, nano-sized uh, kernel within all that. If you dig through all the minutiae, there's a tiny little nano-sized kernel in there. That is kind of true. Uh, I mean, the only power that any authority has is the authority that we grant to them. That's the power that they have. Any other authority, including that authority that they obtain through the power we give them, comes about through fear and terror and the the implication of what will happen to you if you don't follow orders if you don't do what you're told however authority also is derived from perceptions that are created not by authorities but by the lackeys of authorities so media in all of its forms creates this framed reality this narrative that does absolutely indeed manufacture consent and manufacture a reality that's not so real. So in that regard, yes, there are media outlets and authorities that really don't have much power, but through the creation of our perception, through the framing of our our reality, through these artificial narratives, they obtain and maintain authority and power. And if that's what QAnon and others are are really saying in simplistic terms, then yes, sure, I agree with them. But what they've actually done is they've taken things that are philosophical and symbolic and I think at the very core of, uh, of, of politics, as the word is defined, I think they've taken this stuff and they've really, really... They've really gone off the edge with it. And likewise, there are those that are not so much associated with the right, and they do the same thing on the left. And I think that it's about time we start to recognize, and I think that here in 2021 with the Biden administration, I think you can start to recognize, if you haven't already, that virtually nothing changes from administration to administration. However, there have been some changes that are only noticeable to a very small number of people, either people who already recognized those changes or, or the very small number of people who were maybe on the fence, but they just they did not like Trump so much, they hated the guy so much that they decided to support Biden without really knowing what they were getting. And others are lost in this, this, this fantastic... Uh, this fantastic world of uh, you know magic and this fantastic world of, of of circusry, believing that Donald Trump will be president tomorrow, March fourth, twenty twenty one. 
uh, or that he's still president right now, but they're going to have the inauguration tomorrow because that's when the inaugurations used to take place. Uh, well, some, some of them were. Some of the inaugurations were on the 4th or 5th of March. Uh, there were only a handful of them in history. But that doesn't, it doesn't stop people of, of one extreme mindset or another from believing in these, what ultimately are these like counterintelligence narratives that have no substance or no basis in reality or very little basis in reality. And they will go about supporting those narratives and playing into the hands of those intelligence agencies. This is my, my belief. Playing into the hands of those intelligence agencies without even knowing it, thinking they're fighting against some evil. I mean, liberals and the blue and the left tend to think they're fighting against white supremacy and racism and sexism and bigotry and fascism and Nazis. And people on the right, in the red, conservatives, tend to think they're fighting against, well, they'll call them libtards, but they tend to think that they're fighting against pedophiles and Satanists and baby killers and people that drink blood. And I'm not saying that those types of things don't exist. I'm not saying there aren't people that really do perform human sacrifices or they're, of course, I mean... one of the things that have has gotten this show banned from from more radio than any other topic has been the subject of human and child trafficking. Whether it's because of the Vatican's influence or it's the, the I mean, it could be the church, it could be powerful politicians, the Franklin scandal, the Finders, it could be sex cults like Nexium, and we've covered that for years. So sure, that stuff exists, but I was very careful never to be associated with Q because I just didn't buy it from the beginning. And what you have to recognize is that the QAnon subject and the child trafficking and the, the, the pedophilia and what people call Satanism, all those things are real to some degree. But if you're going to assign a guilty identity to a group of people, it's not conservative or liberal. For sure, for certain, it's not conservative or liberal. And if you're going to assign an identity of race or racism or sexism or bigotry or fascism or Nazism, it doesn't have a political identity. The same people that abuse kids and are involved in human trafficking and maybe they drink blood. I don't know. Maybe they're real racists and real sexists. Those kinds of people... They cross over party lines. They're not Republicans or Democrats. They're Republicans and Democrats. They're not men or women or black or white. They're men and women. They're black and white. And they're every other color, every other sex, every other association you can think of. Because whether it's pedophilia or it's racism or sexism, maybe it's human trafficking, all the people involved in that are people that don't have political identifications per se. I mean, the real root source of the problem is not Democrat or Republican. It's not black or white. It's not man or woman. If you can't see that by now, you've been blinded. You've had your eyes gouged out by a perpetual fraud that has been 
manufactured, cultivated, and spread uncontrollably by mainstream and social media and the like. And tonight we're going to attempt to expose that fraud and hopefully find a way to better understand what's going on, to dig through all the minutiae. We're going to do that right here on The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. There's more after this. Stay with us. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Do you question the nature of your reality? Join me, host Jess Rogie of The Rogie Report, as we find out more about the strange reality we live in. Here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening. With your host, Ryan Gable. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. 
From parapsychology to pop conspiracy, and from parapolitics to health and esoterica, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and I'll bring you all of this and more five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. By using critical thinking and objectivity as keys to understanding, utilizing, and appreciating the secret teachings of all ages. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM after Joe Rook and Lighting the Void. This is Grammy-nominated recording artist Johnny Cobb. You're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. So, yes, it is true that past U.S. presidents have been inaugurated in early March. Ulysses S. Grant, who led Union troops during the American Civil War, was inaugurated as the 18th president of the United States on March 4th of 1869. And there have been a handful of other presidents who have been inaugurated on the 4th or 5th of March. It's happened on a number of occasions, at least four that I can recall. And that was all before Inauguration Day was moved to January 20th in 1937, following the ratification of the 20th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The 20th Amendment, of course, making the term of the president and vice president expired at noon on the 20th day of January and the terms of senators and representatives at noon on the third day of January. The new administration takes over at 12.01 on the 20th of January. Now, for months, we heard that the Biden administration here in the United States, President Biden, would not actually be president on January 20th. We heard that Biden would not be president because he has made a deal to protect himself and his family because the alliance and the white hats and these really great guys that are trying to fight evil in government, politics and corporations and all the like, they've come to Biden and they've come to other powerful people and said, we've got dirt on you. Do what we say. You can keep the illusion of power, but we're really in control. Now, that's really convenient, of course, for the people that have this inside information because there's no outward evidence that there's any kind of alliance, white hat, you know, alternate deep state that's really in control of the real deep state. These are just buzzwords and terms that people use, and they they, they, they sling them at each other. I mean, it, it's really just a dirty form of politics, and it's it's a it's a it's a psychological warfare technique that has been applied to the entirety of the general population. This isn't about politics. Can we not understand that? It's not about politics. It's not about the left or the right. If you're a conservative, you're a moron. If you're a liberal, you're a moron. The conservative party, the liberal party, all the other parties do not embody conservative, liberal, or any other form of politics. Okay? That's the bottom line. What they preserve is extremism. And the few people that don't embody extremism are consumed by the extremism. So much so that they are either consumed entirely 
or they disconnect and don't want any part in it, which opens the floodgates to even more extremism because you don't have anything to balance out the extremism. If you are a conservative and support Trump, you are virtually as delusional as the people who think Joe Biden is doing a really great job as president. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think Donald Trump did some good stuff because I do think he did some good stuff. Good, however, is subjective and it's relative. But what I can tell you is Donald Trump will not be president tomorrow, March 4th, 2021. And if you believe that, you've been duped once again. And people that believe that have been duped again and again and again and again and again. Believing that Trump would be president January 20th still, and turns out he wasn't president, Joe Biden is president. And then you have people that say, well, it's a fake White House. Where are you getting these ideas at? It's a fake White House. What are you talking about? It's a fake White House. Well, they have the military in Washington because Biden's really, he's, he's really just been overthrown. His power's been overthrown. The military's really in control. Do you not understand what's happening? Do you not understand that there is a coup? You're just not on the right side of it. You understand that there is a takeover. You're just not on the right side of it. In fact, there isn't a right or wrong side. The U.S. Capitol is occupied by soldiers, barbed wire fences, and checkpoints. Not because the deep state has all this power and they overthrew the Trump administration, or because the alliance took control of the Capitol, the White Hats, the good guys, the people that are draining the swamp, took control of the Capitol, and they're really issuing orders to Biden, who's just this puppet president. No, the Capitol is infested with soldiers and police and checkpoints and barbed wire fences, not because of liberals or conservatives, not because of your alliance or your deep state, your good guys and your bad guys, your religious theological dogma. It's occupied by a foreign force. And... If you look back into warfare in the 1700s, 1800s, particularly in the 18th century, when you occupied an enemy capital, you essentially won the war. Now, there were times during the American Revolution, the British occupied Philadelphia, and the war wasn't over. But generally speaking... In war terms, you occupy the enemy's capital, it's checkmate. So the U.S. capital is occupied. It's not occupied by Democrats or Republicans. It's occupied by a foreign force that wants nothing to do with even the illusion of democracy. And they surely don't want anything to do with a republic or a republican form of government, with people in charge of their government. Okay, so let's get that really, really clear, really, really quick before we go any further. Yes, presidential inaugurations have taken place in early March. That doesn't mean Trump will be president tomorrow. And when he's not president tomorrow, and the sun sets on yet another failed QAnon, David Wilcock BS prediction, there'll be another one, and another one, 
and another one and another one. And I can sit here and others can sit here and they can tell you this won't come true. It's not because I'm a a mystic or I'm looking into a crystal ball. It's because this is a scam. They want you to trust the scam. They want you to trust in the counterintelligence operation. You know, back in the early 20s, after the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, the way in which the Communist Party rounded up dissidents is through something called Operation Trust. It identified those bad elements in society who didn't support the revolution, who didn't support the new form of government. And they would arrest and kill people based on their identifications that were allowed. They were allowed to blossom. Operation Trust. Who doesn't like the way that things are being governed? Who doesn't like the revolution? And you're free to speak up. And then when you speak up, you get shot, you get arrested, you go to a re-education camp. Now, they did the same thing in communist China. Mao Zedong's 100 Flowers program was basically the same thing as Operation Trust. It identified elements within society who were considered bad, according to the state, people who didn't support the communist revolution, the overthrow of the nationalist government, and people who didn't necessarily, maybe they didn't hate the state, but they just didn't agree with the way things were being run, It allowed for an identification process for anybody who wasn't blindly following orders. And I did a show about a year ago, in fact, called The Hundred Flowers President, where I said that Donald Trump's presidency was basically a 100 flowers campaign. It helped to identify to the enemies of liberty and freedom and whatever you want to call it, Those who would not acquiesce, who would not kneel down, not cover their face, not participate in the draconian Great Reset. It helped to identify those bad actors, those bad elements, to isolate them and then target them for some form of extermination, social extermination, re-education camps, ostracization from society, and then eventually actual extermination, which is where it eventually goes any point in history that you study. And so what you found over the last couple of years is that all these predictions, and, and, and look, there are like three kinds of predictions, okay? There are predictions that are made from a divine influence, all right? Q is not divine. Q is a person. Q is an intelligence op. The other kind of prediction is a prediction that's just made out of absolutely nowhere. That's more like David Wilcock, Corey Good, and Jordan Sather and all these scumbags from, you know, the scumbags from Gaia and all, all the other places, they, they, they post their crap and they're not allowed to do it anymore because they're liars. And then you get predictions like I make, which are not really predictions. It's just based on past patterns. And you can see the pattern and you can say, well, there's not President Biden will be the president tomorrow on the 4th and Trump will not be the president. And no matter how many times you say that to people, they're still going to believe it until until noon later on today. You know, or until this after, wherever you might live in the world, March 4th, Trump's supposed to take over the U.S. government again. And he's going he's gonna to bring all the troops home. He's going to do all the things he was supposed to do the last four years, but none, none of them ever actually got done. Nothing actually happened. You were duped. It was the 100 Flowers president. 
They identified who they couldn't trust, who wouldn't go along with the real plan, and now you've been targeted and slated for termination. And all the mass arrests. How about all the mass arrests? We had all these predictions. They didn't come true. How about all the mass arrests? Well, that turned out to, that turned out to be true. There were mass arrests, and there will continue to be mass arrests. They're of Q supporters. There are people who think Trump drained the swamp. The mass arrests are of the people who thought that they were fighting against some evil force. Those are the people being arrested. The following of the plan is just a counterintelligence operation. It's a form of flower power, passive resistance. That's all that it is. It's like Operation Trust, the 100 Flowers campaign. Basically, what it is is power granted to people of low self-importance and intelligence to have secret information, to be code breakers, and to fight bad guys, a deep state, a cabal, as part of a secret society of white hats and a global or galactic alliance. It's live-action role-playing. It's a virtual reality. And where we go one, we go all. It's a hive mind. So, you listen to what I'm saying and you might think, Ryan, you're right. These conservatives are nuts. And I just have to shake my head because I know, I, I get it. I get it. There, there aren't a lot of people who can really see past the red and the blue. It's not about politics. Conservatives think that they're fighting against a deep state of pedophiles and child traffickers. And the liberals think they're fighting against some deep state of racists and Nazis. When in fact, the people that are usually in charge perceptually, not only are they involved in either child trafficking, human trafficking, they're involved in some kind of gang or criminal activity, or they at least speak in open promotion of it, like Nancy Pelosi does. And they're usually also hardcore racists and hardcore real fascists. Would you like some evidence of that, or would you like me to keep ranting? Maybe I can sh- I'll just show you some How about you? I'll just show you some evidence of it. How about this? little evidence. little evidence of this. Remember I told you on probably half a dozen shows in the last year, maybe you heard those shows, maybe you didn't, but I'll just reiterate for those of you who didn't or don't remember that ultimately what will happen in an authoritarian state is that party lines become very, very blurred. And so that's why, whether you're in a state run by the extreme left or the extreme right, censorship, rounding up of political dissidents, internment camps, mass extermination, control of media and information, I mean, it's all the same exact series of steps that are taken to maintain control and to obtain more power and maintain that power. Boots on the ground, militarized police, expansive wars of aggression. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican. Didn't you get that through your head during the Bush or the Obama administrations? Hell, Obama expanded the wars. He's really good at killing people. He expanded the drone program. They killed countless children, men and women who weren't fighting for anything except their lives, trying to go to school or trying to go to work. Now, 
Don't you find it funny that the Biden administration now is facing criticism for their immigration policy or immigration policies? In fact, so much so that the extreme left, Antifa, once again, were rioting a few nights ago in Portland. They were trashing businesses. They were fighting with each other and others on the street. And, I mean, I thought that, and I don't, I don't mean this literally, I thought that all of these Antifa people were going to go home. Right? I mean, that's what the conservatives will tell you, that once the, once the power that they want is in the White House, then Antifa will go home and they won't be much of a bother anymore. No, you, you missed the point. Antifa is a military branch of the authoritarian state. They are an outgrowth of that authoritarian state in the same way that there are conservative elements that likewise go to those extremes. Do you remember those conservative whack jobs who would drive around the country, like really stereotypical stuff, would drive around the country and like pick up trucks with Confederate flags and they'd like kidnap and beat Arab women because they thought that they were terrorists after 9-11? That's all Antifa is. They're just going in the other direction. They're going after white folks because white folks can't be trusted, right? You think they're going to go away? No, that's not what happens. They get more power now. They get stronger. And the very system that created them loses control of them. And now they're just going to go and rampage whenever they want to rampage. Because it's not about justice or equality or anything like that. It's about destruction. It's about destroying culture. It's about destroying the perception of safety and security. I mean, what, what do you think most people want in places like Portland? They, they want to do what you want to do wherever you live. They want to go to work, maybe. Maybe they want to they go home from work, probably. But they want to have a job, make some money, hang out with their friends, go downtown, take a walk, go to a bookstore, get a cup of coffee. But you can't do that when you have a bunch of white Marxist thugs smashing shop windows and protesting for or against no particular thing. See, when Trump was in office, he was the figurehead. Now Trump's out of office, and now they're going after Biden. Did you know that? Well, don't, don't feel sorry for Biden, because part of that's an illusion, too. They are a paramilitary branch of the authoritarian state. That's all that Antifa is. You want some more evidence, though? How about this? The Biden administration is fighting against a political backlash because they've reopened a shelter for migrant children. That's right. Even Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the woman who wasn't even at the Capitol building on January 6th, who said she felt like she was going to die, she said, this is not okay. Never has been okay. Never will be okay, no matter the administration or party. I mean, that statement alone shows you that this isn't about politics. This isn't about right or left. This is about extremism in whichever direction it comes from and whichever direction it's headed with the 
final destination being an authoritarian state, the likes of which with modern technology you never seen before. So the Biden administration is under fire for their immigration policies, which are essentially the same policies that the Trump administration had. I mean, for those of you who might have forgotten, it was the Obama administration who built the so-called cages and put the little kids in the cages. It was the Obama administration who deported thousands and thousands of people, breaking apart families. It was the Obama administration that ran black sites in Chicago where they rounded up and beat people with, with no charges, no justification, no warrant, nothing, just took people's stuff, beat them, chained them to the floor, no legal representation, held them without any kind of, any kind of due process whatsoever. It was the Obama administration that expanded the wars in the Middle East, that expanded drone attacks, that initiated consistent bombings of Syria. That was the Biden-Obama administration, right? That's, that's what you saw. But, but then Trump takes office, and now all that blame shifts to Trump. And then when Biden gets into office, it's the same old, same old. In fact, former Congressman Ron Paul wrote this piece about Biden's bombing of Syria, which killed at least 22 people on the Iraq-Syrian border. And, of course, the administration, you know, that they killed some militia in the area. I mean, like kids and, you know, some adults that just don't want U.S. interference or any foreign interference in their countries. They killed those militants, probably. And, of course, when President Trump decided to bomb Syria, oh, everybody was excited about that. Even the Democrats were like, yeah, Trump, get them. But when Trump said, we don't want to bomb these countries, we want to bring soldiers home, you're endangering this, the, the military, you're endangering the United States. Since when does bombing another country into oblivion and creating enemies around the world not endanger the country that's doing the bombing? But we're not allowed to ask those questions, so... Biden opens the same types of facilities, reopens, meaning they were closed, reopens the shelter for migrant children, is running the same immigration policies policies that Obama ran. They're worse than Trump, arguably. Bombing Syria within the first couple of weeks. Signing executive orders, allowing, you know, big, strong men to compete in women's sports. In fact, you know, the, the Uncle Tom, Candace Owens, who's not allowed to speak because she's on a leash by the Democrats, even though she's not a Democrat, but she's on a leash by the Democrats, if you know what I mean. Candace Owens said, I mean, what if it was like, she's like, what if it was like LeBron James when he was in high school? With all this, all of his physical prowess, should he have been able to identify as a woman and go compete against other women? No. Men and women have biological differences. I don't care what you identify as. The fact is, most men are physically stronger than most women. However, women tend to have a higher pain tolerance than men. Women can have babies. Men can have babies. You know, how about, how, how about this? Women can orgasm usually over and over and over again. Men usually can do it once in a session. It sounds like female privilege to me. So the, 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 the White House, the President Biden, has literally 
made it more difficult for women to compete. But that's not sexist. And you have the Democratic Party overall talking about reparations for, 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 for blacks. Reparations for blacks? What are you talking about? It's been hundreds of years since slavery. In fact, the former NFL player Herschel Walker said slavery ended over 130 years ago. Why do we need reparations? He said, quote, we use black power to create white guilt. Yeah, that's it. But he's not allowed to talk either because he's on the leash of the Democratic Party as well. And then, of course, nothing's changed with COVID-19. Still got to wear your mask, still got to take your vaccine. Even after you take your vaccine, you can't take your mask off. So everything basically pretty much stays the same. Nothing really changes. And we're supposed to think, oh, everything's great now. In fact, so much so that Biden actually ended, according to reports, Newsweek is claiming that it was a high source in government. The Biden administration canceled Operation Talon, which was a national operation geared towards deportating, uh, deporting rather, sex offenders illegally living in the U.S. But we're not allowed to talk about that either. Either So, uh, continues the war. And COVID-19 still the same. Nothing happened there. And ending Operation Talon, among other things. And same immigration policies. And the Capitol's occupied. And it's just a great day in the USA. We're not supposed to ask questions or think anything. And you still think it's about Democrats and Republicans. You really don't get it if that's where your mind goes. If that's what you really think. It's conservative. It's liberal. You got to break away from this political paradigm, this political narrative. It's not about politics. It's about freedom or authoritarianism. And extremism on either side of the aisle, real hardcore extremism and authoritarianism, is going to take you to the same destination. It doesn't matter if it's wearing a red tie or a blue tie. Oh, and Biden will still be the president tomorrow. Trump will not be the president on March 4th. And when he's not the president, the Q people will make up some more stuff, make some more money, and push the date even further. Oh, he'll be president in the fall, don't worry. I'm Ryan Gable, this is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this, don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks, no reason, no explanation, just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on the Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. 
All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yo, hi there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality. Edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and loud measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm. Join 
join our team and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Thanks again. Um, This is very refreshing, and I look forward to talking with you more soon, Ryan. Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Let's just say for a moment that QAnon and these counterintelligence operations like Operation Trust or the 100 Flowers campaign, you know, trust the plan. Let's just say that they were being run by one extremist political side. Let's just say for the for, for the, the the example, they are being run by a political side. You'd think QAnon would be organized by the conservatives, and that you know some people have said, well, people like Steve Bannon are involved. It's it's really Trump's QAnon. It's it's you know a, a Kennedy is really QAnon. So you've heard everything. None of which has ever turned out to be true. None of which there's any evidence. But you you you've you'd think that Q would be like conservative. You'd think that. However, all the stuff that Q has promised, you know, the mass arrests and the following of the plan, it'll take you to where, well, wherever the plan is taking you. It's very vague. It's led to mass arrests of Q supporters. It's led to people being drawn into a very vague an idealistic path that really doesn't have a destination per se. But as long as you keep following the plan, whatever it is that you want will come true. And people in the Q movement have all kinds of different views and beliefs, but they're still following the plan. You'd think it was conservative, but really it sounds like it's being operated as a counterintelligence coup against that very conservative party. In fact, because of the so-called riot at the Capitol on January 6th, the U.S. Capitol looks like it's been occupied by some foreign government. Barbed wire fences, checkpoints, military, National Guard, police, federal buildings that are restricting entrance unless you follow arbitrary health demands based on a presidential executive order that You don't actually have to follow, and it says that in the order, that the order is only valid if you choose to do it, if you choose to abide by the order. Otherwise, there are laws that prevent that executive order from being 
enforced. And in fact, a lot of people don't know this, but the President of the United States does not have the authority to create laws. Did you know that? The President does not have the authority to create laws. Do you know who has the authority to create laws? The legislative branch, not the executive branch. You know, that's, that's actually in the Constitution, right at the beginning of the Constitution. Now, with thousands of National Guard troops in Washington, D.C., they're going to remain there, just like we told you they would. That mask will remain on your face until you suffocate and die or you realize what a scam it is and you take it off. It will never come off because an authority says, all right, it's okay to take it off. And even then, you still won't take it off. And even then, people will still fight over each other when there is not even an executive order. There's no mandate. There's nothing. People will still wear the mask. China is a great example of that because their government in the 50s did to them what our government is doing to us and what your government, wherever you might be in the world, is probably doing to you, lying to you about disease and forcing you into these arbitrary, unscientifically, unscientific, unsound practices that, are, that, that have no basis in reality, no basis in scientific observation that masks protect you or social distancing works. There's no basis for any of this. There's, no, there's literally no scientific evidence at all. There's only may or possibly or could or might, but just do it because you're a good person if you do it. And so National Guard troops are going to remain in Washington now until the end of March. Did you hear that? Till the end of March. Those troops will be there. Just It's two weeks. Two-week lockdown. Don't worry about it. Now it's the decimation of small businesses all over the country, all over the world. It's universal basic incomes that will get smaller and smaller and smaller while the trillion-dollar bailout packages will go to people like Bill Gates. That's official. You'll have to have a vaccine to fly, and ultimately you will have to have a vaccine to travel. Checkpoints where you won't even be able to go anywhere in your car without having a vaccine. It'll all come. And, and, and not in lengthy amounts of time. It'll come in a short period of time. Because once the system takes off, it's going to exponentially grow. Quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. Better hope you're ready. For, I hope you're ready for it. You better hope that you, you're prepared. National Guard troops in D.C. until March, the end of March. Now, why are they keeping the National Guard troops in D.C.? Now, this is all part of my you know, hypothetical situation that, that, that a political party controls QAnon. Well, it's because the government is afraid that QAnon conspiracy theories are going to trigger another attack on the Capitol. That's right. Various newspapers and media publications are reporting QAnon conspiracy about Trump's March 4 return to Washington puts Capitol on alert. Thousands of National Guard troops will remain in Washington until mid-March amid fears a QAnon conspiracy theory that Donald Trump could still be inaugurated this week, could lead to another attack on the U.S. Capitol. Remember when they 
compared the so-called attack to Pearl Harbor? Was that that disgusting Chuck Schumer that said that? Well, now they're comparing COVID-19 to an atomic bomb. You know that these exaggerations are classical authoritarian propaganda. I mean, it's so outrageous. It's so beyond reason. It's a big lie. And people will believe the big lie because it's so big. You can't imagine anybody would ever make that up. Why would you compare the Capitol riot, and riots even using the word inappropriately, to Pearl Harbor? Why would you compare COVID-19 to an atomic bomb? But there's that reason they do it, because it's so extraordinarily extreme that there's no way anybody would make that up. Apparently, followers of the QAnon movement, they are claiming that Mr. Donald Trump will be reclaiming the presidency on March 4th, the date when presidents were inaugurated up until 1933, when the inauguration day was moved to January 20th. Now, of course, that article itself is also very misleading because the 20th Amendment re, uh, uh, realigned or reestablished the inauguration day. And it wasn't exactly, you know, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. There's a lot of minutia. Uh, in 1933, it was, it was not necessarily the day that it changed. Uh, it began in the late 1930s. And... When I start to see these kinds of inconsistencies in these articles like this that are just, I don't believe that people are writing these. I think machines are writing these. And, and, and it's another demonstration of the memory hole where you can literally rewrite history in real time. You can rewrite history in real time and nobody cares. Nobody thinks about it. Nobody's, a, nobody's worried. Because you don't know anything to compare it to. You don't know any better. And so you have to be really, 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 really careful. The 20th Amendment was adopted in 1933. But it wasn't until the late 1930s that the inauguration took place on January 20th. And it's these little tiny details like that which cause historical confusion and we just, we just want to give up. We it's too complicated. It's just too complicated. Now, supposedly, there's this online chatter about QAnon and Trump working to take down the cabal. And I guess the government feels like this is a security threat. So about 5,000 National Guard troops will remain in the U.S. Capitol until March 12th. And see, there's another inconsistency in the article because... 
they said that they would remain in Washington until later in March. But now they're in halfway down the article. It says March 12th. So it's just it, it doesn't make any sense. But let's just see what the news continues to, to say. Because they're, they're afraid that there will be repeated scenes of violence. That's what they're saying. I guess the, the National Guard troops will continue deployments in Washington, as was made a request by the U.S. Capitol Police, Robert Celsus, a Pentagon official, said. So to keep those troops there in Washington because they're afraid of a, another attack on the Capitol. Meanwhile, Antifa rioted again in Portland. At least two arrests were made after a, a mostly peaceful protest, of course, where businesses were trashed, windows were broken, and residents just wanted Antifa to go home and leave them alone. But Antifa wants to create a culture of fear and to destroy anything that is good, anything that is beautiful, anything that is unique. Which makes you question the motivations of anyone who supports Antifa or anyone who supports Black Lives Matter. Because if you're supposed to, you believe in like equality and justice and you believe in uniqueness, why is it when you have a unique point of view, it has to be censored? Why is it when you dress differently and you don't believe the same thing everybody else believes, but you're supposed to be a unique individual who's accepted for who you are, you're attacked, you're censored, you could be physically assaulted. But I thought these people believed in justice and equality. I thought that the this equality that Joe Biden is trying to create, allowing male athletes to compete in women's sports, I thought that was about helping women, when in fact it's not really about helping women, is it? Because it allows very powerful physically men to compete in women's sports. How does that help women? Do you, do you understand? Do you, like, do you not see what's happening? Do you not realize that the calls for... Let's just break it down like this. Calls for reparations for black people and having men compete in women's sports. There's your two issues, race and sex and gender. Calls for reparations do a couple of things. They definitely don't give black people money and compensation for all the pain and suffering they've went through because they weren't slaves. So it can't compensate them for something they never experienced before. In context with how we define slavery historically here in the United States. But what it does do is it puts black people back on that southern plantation. That if you want to be free and you want some free stuff, you come over here and you vote blue. You work for us. You do what we tell you to do. You jump when we tell you to jump. You bring us what we tell you to bring us. You say what we tell you to say, and we'll give you some some meager payment. That doesn't sound like black people are being taken care of and being set free by those that are proposing reparations. It sounds like black people 
are being kidnapped and taken to the plantation of those who claim that they want to set them free. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like you have arrogant, bigoted people who want to control black folks by telling them, you do what we tell you to do, and we'll give you reparations for all the horrible things other white people have done to you, but we care about you. In other words, they're basically saying, if you're our slave, we won't make you work in the fields, but we will give you a little bit of money if you vote for us. And if you do what we tell you to do, and if you parrot the political talking points and the rhetoric. Kind of sounds like those that are proposing reparations are thinking like real slave owners or people that believed that slavery was moral or they justified it in some capacity. So instead of working for nothing in brutal conditions, now you don't work at all for a teeny tiny bit of money as long as you vote blue no matter who and you do what you're told to do. That's what it sounds like to me. Now, if you're talking about sex and gender, let's break it down like this. Men have dicks. Women have vaginas. All right. Some people are hermaphroditic. Do you know how many people are hermaphroditic or how many people are trans? We're talking a percentage that is so small you need a microscope. Looking at another microscope inside of an electron microscope to even see the percentage. The number of people that identify, not, not, not people who are actually trans, but the people that identify as trans in the United States is 0.7%. In the UK, it's 0.8, It's a little higher there because they have the Tavistock Institute in the UK. Okay, statistically around the world, trans people and people that are confused about their gender make up about... Less than 1% of the, of the whole global population. So there's your first red flag. When they tell you trans people commit suicide at high rates because they, they're, they're bullied and abused by straight white men. R- really, because one, there are people who have an issue with trans people and there are people who have you know, bigoted views on those who are homosexual or whatever they might be. Um, and they're men, and they're women, and they're black, and they're white, and they're of all other colors and associations and viewpoints, etc. It's not just white men, so let's just get that out of the way. And let's just, let's just say that trans people are subject to abuse. Well, uh, I would like one person listening to the show, just think about it to yourself, uh, to raise your hand if you've never been the subject of any kind of discrimination or abuse. And I imagine that if you think about it, nobody's going to raise their hand. Everybody's been the victim of some kind of uh, abuse or discrimination, for whatever the reason might be. Hell, you can, you can be discriminated against in some places because you wear a, a hat from a football team from another city that people in the city that you're wearing the hat in don't like. You can be discriminated against because you like Tom Brady. You know, because you like the New England Patriots. And I don't mean like playful discrimination. Like people will literally refuse to serve you because you have a, 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 a Patriots hat on. You know? So now that we got that out of the way, let's look at the details of it. So in order to create a gender-inclusive uh, 
sexually inclusive society, the president of the United States thought it would be very important to construct a very, very thick glass ceiling in women's sports by allowing men to perform in women's sports. That's right. Now, biologically, physiologically, scientifically, like you, you, you believe in science, right? Right? Science is real. Uh, men have penises. Women have vaginas. And they are predominantly the types of people that make up this planet. And without them, you don't have new babies. Uh, that should be very elementary. Have you ever plugged in something into a wall outlet? Pretty much sums it up. Now, the problem here is, if you have men who naturally are physically stronger than women, I'm not saying Ronda Rousey couldn't kick my ass, you know, or some big chunky girl downtown with a pussy hat on couldn't kick my ass. She could probably eat me. But what I'm telling you is men are typically stronger than women physically. However, when it comes to pain tolerance, women have a higher pain tolerance than men. Women can have babies. Men can't have babies. Okay, that's not a microaggression. That's a scientific fact. And if you really think that science is real, you have to agree with hardcore scientific facts. Okay, and physical evidence. Now, generally speaking, men are stronger than women. Are there some women that are stronger than men? Sure, there are. Emotionally speaking, women tend to have a better handle on their emotions than men. Women tend to be able to orgasm multiple times during sex or masturbation. Is that female privilege? See, fairness is not getting what everybody else has. Fairness is getting what you deserve. Fairness is not getting the job because of the color of your skin or being fired because in the opposite of that, the color of your skin. You're white and they need to make more room for blacks. Fairness is the person with the most experience getting the job. Fairness is competing within the bracket of your gender. If you're a man and you're 250, you know, you're 250, you're six foot three, six foot four, 250, and you're competing in women's sports, you're probably going to crush those women. So to make it acceptable for women to have to deal with men playing in their sports doesn't sound like progressive sexual gender you know it doesn't sound like equality to me it sounds like inequality reparation sounds like you do what we tell you to do we'll give you a little bit of money you don't work on the slave plantation picking cotton you work on the blue plantation voting blue you as a woman, you want equality, then you've got to let men participate in your sport. You see, I guess what I'm summing up here, that what you all thought Trump was, and I don't like Trump, but what you thought that guy was, all the things that were projected on Trump are the very things, the very things, that's right, the very things that Joe Biden and other extremists like Cortez, that's who those people are. 
You realize they're really sexist, they're really racist, they're really bigots, they really, really hate freedom of expression, freedom of movement, freedom of association, freedom of religious practice. And they'll use a virus, they'll use somebody with tan skin who's in the White House, they'll use anything they can use to justify the abuses that they wage against those they consider to be insignificant and inferior. And that comes from the ideology of eugenics. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The Ides of March is the notorious midpoint of that month associated with the death of Julius Caesar and the settling of debts in ancient Rome. Otherwise, it's a joyous gateway into the spring. To celebrate the coming equinox, The Secret Teachings is offering a one-year subscription to our show archive, montage archive, all of my digital books, and a free physical copy of one of my books with free shipping in the U.S., all for only $50. If you prefer a monthly subscription only to the archives and digital books, it's also available. Either donate $50 one time for the year, or establish reoccurring payments through PayPal on our website at thesecretteachings.info, or through the PayPal email rdgable at yahoo.com. This offer can be used to extend a current subscription and is good around the world. Your support truly keeps us on air five nights a week, supporting both The Secret Teachings and The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. It's March, the month of the spring equinox, Ostara, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? 
Check out TheFringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and TalkStream Live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. All this talk about reparations and letting men participate in women's sports makes me think that the people that want reparations and the people that want men to participate in women's sports are really trying to control black folks and are really trying to control women. The people that want these things seem to be the ones that are real racists, real white supremacists, real sexists, and real patriarchs. And yet they have their followers convinced that they are fighting against racism, that they are fighting against sexism, that they are fighting against trans and gender discrimination. It doesn't matter if trans people make up less than 1% of the global population. It doesn't matter if most of the people that are trans that do commit suicide do so because of all the chemical drugs that they're injecting and ingesting into their body. I mean, I talked about last night, during the American Civil War, there was a, a drug that was commonly used for disease. It was called blue mass. And people took blue mass when they were diagnosed with some disease, venereal disease or something else, and they died. And so even in the official National Civil War Medical Museum, they'll tell you that people were dying uh, of venereal disease. But two-thirds of the people that died during the American Civil War died of disease. One-third of those two-thirds died of venereal disease. And they say they died because they had disease. But they didn't die because they had disease. They died because of the unsanitary conditions. They died of the lack of nutrition, the lack of you know food and water. They died of exposure. They died of taking blue mass and other things that were literally mercury-based medicines. That's why they died. Trans people aren't dying because they're being made fun of and committing suicide. They're dying because they're on hardcore Hardcore drugs. Because what's being done to people that are a little bit gender or sexually confused is literally written. I I don't care if you know a trans person, they're the greatest person in the world, fine. But I'm telling you, 
that if you read what the Tavistock Institute says, like the governor of the Tavistock Institute in the UK just resigned a few months ago, maybe like a year ago, and said he resigned because of what they were doing to the youth through the Tavistock programs. They were drugging the youth. They were creating sexual confusion. Now, I don't know. This guy was involved. He was the, the, the governor, the president of the, of the organization. But, but the argument that he made was they were drugging people. They were drugging the youth. They were putting them on, on gender bender drugs to cause gender and sexual confusion. I mean, when you're in your high school years, you're confused about sexuality most of the time. Like, you might have had sex at 13 or 14, but you really don't fully grasp sex until you're a little bit older. To put people on gender bender drugs when they're 14 years old, when they're 8 years old, that's child abuse. As far as I'm concerned. But it doesn't matter if slave reparations are actually modern-day forms of slave ownership. It doesn't matter if allowing men to compete in women's sports is real patriarchal sexism. It doesn't matter if what's happening to trans people that result in their death that are then blamed on straight white men is that they're on hardcore gender-bender drugs. None of that matters. What matters is white man bad. White man bad. And if, if you hear this constantly, white man bad, white man bad, white man bad, you might start to think, well, some, whoever's saying that is really obsessed with the, sc- the skin color. They're really obsessed with the color of people's skin. That is racism. But it doesn't matter what racism or sexism really is. It doesn't matter that all the people that thought QAnon was like a real right-wing savior turned out to actually, at least if we're speaking, uh, if we're speaking literally, if it were controlled by a political party, it surely wasn't controlled by the right. It seems like Q was controlled by the left, as I was getting at earlier, because all the mass arrests were of mostly Q supporters. And the following of the plan led to those mass arrests. And the following of the plan is now leading to March 4th, 2021, supposedly being the day that President Trump will become president again. That's what they're saying. Trump will be the president on March 4th, 2021, because this was the day that presidents used to be inaugurated until the 20th Amendment. Until the 1930s, presidents were inaugurated on the 4th or the 5th of March. And that happened a number of times, absolutely. But I don't see what that has to do with Trump, and I don't see what it has to do with the deep state or the cabal or I don't I just don't it's like yeah, presidents used to be inaugurated on on different days, and that what is that why does that mean that Trump's going to be inaugurated on March fourth? I mean, hell George Washington, the first president officially of the United States, was inaugurated on April thirtieth. But we're not allowed to know that. Not allowed to know that. George Washington was inaugurated on April 30th. But not allowed to know that because George Washington owned slaves. And rather than that being a demeaning mark on George Washington or Thomas Jefferson, one must consider that during the time period when slavery was generally considered to be abhorrent by the mass majority of the population, 
and by the very few who thought it was acceptable, and to the wealthy that owned slaves, this was just a normal part of daily life. But for some like Washington and Jefferson, they decided that it was wrong, and they moved to abolish it. And the Continental Congress banned importation of slaves by 1807. And the Congress banned the expansion of slave states to the West, and that no new territory could be founded with slavery. And the federal government that was being established was opposed to slavery. And the people that opposed it were the slave-run states that didn't believe blacks were people, but wanted to count them as a full person so they could import countless people. This was before the banning of importation. They could import countless people so that they could run up their population to obtain more representatives in government. And so states that opposed slavery said, no, that's not fair. You don't even consider these human beings to be people, so you're not going to count them as a full person. So the agreement was made that they would be counted as three-fifths of a person. Not because the founders of the constitutional government wanted blacks to be three-fifths of a person, but because if they didn't make this compromise, as it is rightfully called a three-fifths compromise, you would have an unlimited amount of slaves brought into slave-run states that would have given them disproportionate representation in Congress and would have allowed them to pass any law and take total control of the government and there would never have been an American Civil War. This would have been a giant slave colony. In fact, it would have been just like the Knights of the Golden Circle wanted a giant, enormous Golden Circle plantation. I encourage you, go look it up. Type it in. It was George Bickley, I think. Knights of the Golden Circle, you know, the Ku Klux Klan. And so who opposed the abolition of slavery? Slave owners and slave states that that were run by slaves. Now, I can sit here and I can explain that history, and I'm still told, yeah, but they called slaves three-fifths of a person. And it's like, oh my God, man, you are so stupid. They called them three-fifths of a person because that was the only way they could get other states to join the union. That was the only way they could get other states to eventually abolish slavery. Right? And if it was institutionalized in the sense that you think it is, we'd still have slaves today. At least in context with what we used to think about slaves or how we look at, look at slavery in the past. The, the, the funny thing is we do have slavery today. We have slavery through the design and manufacturing of clothing, of shoes. We have slaves that make our phones. We have slaves that pick our vegetables, essentially. And we have people that, for some reason, think that voting for a political party means that they are immediately forgiven of slavery and immediately forgiven of any kind of sexism when, in fact, the political party they vote for wants to give reparations to blacks to control what they do with meager little payments. They want to 
force black people to do what they tell them to do under threat of not receiving money, which is basically rather than working and not being paid, you don't work and you get paid, but you do what we tell you to do. And allowing women sports to be infiltrated by men and people like Candace Owens says that's that's very, very offensive. The, 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 it's not about men and women. Um, there's a big difference between men and women. And there there is a big difference between men and women. But, you know, not a lot to talk about that. Not a lot to talk about how Joe Biden bombed Syria last week. Not a lot to talk about how Joe Biden just extended the immigration policy of the Obama administration right through the Trump administration. Not really a lot to talk about. We're not supposed to realize that Antifa's still rioting. You think they were going to go away with the, uh, go away with the Biden administration? No, they're they're rioting against the Biden administration. They vandalized uh, Democratic headquarters. You see what's going on now? You see that it's not about Democrats or Republicans. You see it's not about Trump or Biden or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or George Bush. You see that what it's really about is authoritarianism. I read a story this morning out of uh, Israel that Israel is now launching an alternative to quarantine. That's right. An alternative to quarantine. What could it be, you might ask? Well... It's a freedom bracelet. And if you come into Israel and you would rather not quarantine, you can put on a freedom bracelet, which is a tracking device that will serve as an alternative to the two-week quarantine. Wow. It's pretty, pretty incredible that they'll give you freedom if you do what they tell you to do only after they took away your freedom to move about freely and to have privacy. So they take it away and then they offer to give it back to you and they say, this is a freedom bracelet. If you don't do what we say, you can wear the freedom bracelet. You don't quarantine yourself and restrict your movements and make your life a hell. You can wear this and you can get out of it, but then we can watch and track everything you do. Oh, and some airlines now are letting you pay to not wear a mask. Isn't that convenient? It's really all about the science though, isn't it? And so I read that out of Israel, and then I read the story. Apparently, uh, the Los Angeles School District is launching a program which involves a COVID tracking app for children, which allows students to schedule and view the results of their COVID tests, post the results of off-campus COVID tests, and schedule vaccinations. Wow. And the promotional video, there's even a promotional video. It's a promotional video. I'm going to play it for you. Promotional video says, the real magic is your daily health check. And you'll get a daily pass app that will give you a scannable QR code to be scanned by a staff member. And that will allow you to move freely. Oh, yeah. Because it's really, really loving and they care about your health and safety and security. Oh, and by the way, this program is also run by Microsoft. There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Because it's not having direct effects through viral contagion. 
It's having indirect effects through the draconian measures that are implemented, like in places like Los Angeles, where they'll just turn off your power and water if you decide that you want to have a family get together. Has this conversation taken place in your home? Mom, I'm scared about going back to school. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. (laughs) Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to be safe. Never leave the home again. Do what authorities tell you to do and take the vaccine. Wear masks, make sure we social distance, and wash our hands. Well, okay, the only thing that makes sense is washing your hands, but wear a mask so nobody can see your face, distance from your friends. But, you know, the little girl, she doesn't want to get mommy and daddy sick. And now, your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Microsoft. Daily Pass. Your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your daily pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your daily pass. I get a daily pass to travel about freely. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. Oh, thank God. I, I, I can use my daily pass to get a vaccine. Do you not see what's going on here? Or do you still think this is a conservative talk radio show? But the real magic is your daily health check. Just answer a few simple health questions every day, and like magic, your entrance ticket appears. Oh, it's like magic. There it is, printed out. Welcome back. Wow. This looks like Chinese animation. And then see, then, they, then the kids come to school. They get off the. They have, to have a pass to get off the bus, and they scan them at the door. There you go. And then, Dad comes to pick up his daughter. Where's she at? Oh, there she is, with her communist mask on. And he's happy she's safe. So how did it go? I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was so good to be back. Thanks for keeping me safe. I love you so much. All right, well, there it is. Microsoft's uh, real magic. Health check. Get a QR code, scan it, get into school. Uh, Mom, I'm so scared. I don't want to get you and Dad sick. Dad, thank you so much for... I mean, can we listen to that last part again? Can we have a conversation about this? Dad, I have to admit, I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was so good to be back. Thanks for keeping me safe. I was so scared at first. Thanks for keeping me safe. What, what did they do? You filled out an online questionnaire. You got a Q-tip shoved up your nose, which is an invasive medical procedure which is illegal in Canada without your consent and illegal in the United States without your consent. And you can use that pass to then get a vaccine, which is also illegal to force you to do in Canada and the United States. And I imagine around the rest of the world, I don't know what, don't know what the laws are everywhere. And this little girl feels safe though. Cause her daddy took care of her. Yeah. Thanks Microsoft. 
Oh, is that the same Microsoft that developed the, uh, based on the personal request of Bill Gates, the vaccine identification biostamp? Oh, it is the same, silly me, it is the same Microsoft. It's the same Microsoft that developed the, the bio stamp with little micro needles that go into your skin with an invisible ink dye that you can scan like a QR code with a cell phone. See, that's the, that's the tattoo. That's the tattoo. These are the little papers that you can bring. And when kids are losing the papers and mom and dad don't have time, then we get the tattoo on the kids. Then we can scan them. Just like Benjamin Netanyahu said, we will go in and we will take all the children and vaccinate and microchip them. We are benefiting from one thing, the attack on the World Trade Center and Pentagon. Benjamin Netanyahu. And conservatives are so lost in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an ocean of delusion that they actually like Benjamin Netanyahu. And they bend over and they deep throat that blue and white Israeli dick. Because they still think it's about politics and religion. They are putting kids into a database, into a system, and making these children. This is what Microsoft is proposing with their new program in Los Angeles. COVID tracking apps. You take a test. You get your COVID test. You can get a vaccine, and they'll give you a daily health pass that you'll have to have to go to school and get on the bus. And then you can get in the car at the end of the day and tell Daddy, thank you so much for keeping me safe, Dad. I was really scared, but now that we have these masks on and now that we have QR codes on these little pieces of paper, I feel much better, Dad. Thank you. If my son told me that, I'd put him in time out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, this... Is not suspicious to anybody that, that I mean, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, scientific, let's just look it up real time. Scientific American, uh, Bill Gates, Invisible Ink Tattoo. Please feel free to do it with me. There it is. Scientific American, December 18th, 2019. Invisible Ink could reveal whether kids have been vaccinated. The technology embeds immunization records into a child's skin. So that was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In fact, the article says the work was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and came about because of a direct request from Microsoft founder and philanthropist Bill Gates himself. Okay. Uh, I don't know about you, but this is what we call suspicious. They want you to put an invisible ink tattoo on your child's body to house all the vaccine records, all your immunization records, and whether or not you can travel, whether or not you can move about, and to start you off, because that's a little bit terrifying, okay? Parents are just, they're just getting kids back to school. They're, they're just finding ways to deal with the new normal, and they don't, have, they don't want to get their kids tattooed. I mean, that's a little extreme. But see, they set it up already. This is the next stage. And then they're going to roll out the really benign one with the, with the happy music. And, oh, it's so wonderful. There's never been anything like this virus in our lifetime. Often, it's hard to see the effects it's having on our children. Has this conversation taken place in your home? And so, Mom, I'm scared about 
This is supposed to make parents think their kids are really scared of these things. And so we listen to the scientists. First of all, let's hear that again. We li- Our scientists tell us. I don't want to get sick, and I don't want to get you and Dad sick. So what do we do? Our scientists tell us there are three things we must do to stay safe. We must wear the mask. We must social distance. We must wash our hands. But listen, it's okay because Bill Gates wants you to put a tattoo on your kids to track them. And since you won't do that right away, he's just going to sponsor through the Microsoft Foundation this little number. Social distance and wash our hands. And now your school, with the help of Microsoft Corporation, has created another. Introducing Daily Pass, your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your Daily Pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your Daily Pass. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. I'm excited. I'm signing up right now because I, I want to make sure that you're safe. How do people not realize what this is? And then in Israel, they're doing the same thing, but it's for adults. Israel's way more advanced in this regard. You can see behind me it's largely deserted. There are four flights that are scheduled to arrive this afternoon, and passengers on those flights will be part and parcel of a new pilot program that is being launched today and which is hugely controversial. A year ago, one would not have imagined that we'd be in this situation. Now, when you arrive. No, because it was two weeks. In Israel, you have one of two choices. Either you quarantine in an army hotel or you can go. Oh, an army hotel. So literally militarized camps for healthy people to go. Home and do a home quarantine for 10 days, but now you have to go home with an electronic monitoring system. This entails wearing an electronic bracelet either around your wrist or your ankle. Now, this bracelet is part of a tracking system. It's connected to a smartphone, which is connected to a sticker that is placed on one of the walls of a person's home. The company monitoring the whole system will receive some kind of signal the moment the person steps foot out of their home. So it's a way to try and Stop people breaking home quarantine. And it's also a way for the Israelis to reopen the skies and return to some kind of normality. The company that. Oh, so returning to some form of normality by putting ankle bracelets on people and not allowing them to leave their homes and sending people who are also healthy, who don't want the bracelet, to military camps has designed the technology says that everything is safe and oh, it's perfectly safe it's just not very private that people should not be worried in fact it is not as intrusive this technology as other apps that are currently being used in israel the company has also stressed the point that it's not monitoring any kind of personal information it's not recording any information no but the government is and at the same time, it's not taking pictures. It's also said that the bracelet is, to quote, comfortable. That Oh, it's a comfortable bracelet. I can quarantine in comfort. I can travel in comfort with a freedom bracelet, a tracking device that don't worry. It's not going to take any more information than any other app does. It's all okay. I, I got to be honest with you. I think for the first time in over 11 years, I just don't really have anything else to say. Like, I I just don't have anything to say. You got QR codes for kids and vaccines and testing, and it's all done through, you know, applications. 
this is in Los Angeles, and then you've got smart bracelet, freedom bracelets in Israel, and look at these two morons here. This woman's really excited. She's getting tracked. This other guy here, he's oblivious. What is it about, like, the average man and woman where the woman just looks like she's so clueless that they're, like, she literally just looks like a doll. Like, there's no consciousness in those eyes, and the guy just, just there's, nobody, there's nobody home in either one of these people. But it's okay. It's fun because it's a freedom bracelet, and you get to go be free when you have this bracelet. Orden Trebelsi, the CEO of Supercom, said, quote, we call it a freedom bracelet because we are not locking anybody up, but rather giving them the opportunity to go home. Oh, really? You see how they warp reality? We're not locking anybody up, but what we're doing is we're giving you the freedom to go home. Well, listen here, asshole. I had the freedom to go home before you gave me this bracelet. Now you've taken my freedom away and told me if I want it back, I have to wear a bracelet that tracks everywhere I go. See, I can think for myself. You can think for yourself. You know that this plan in Los Angeles for these kids is only a beta test to justify the usage of these invisible ink tattoos that were literally requested directly from Bill Gates to be developed with money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You do realize what that is. You do realize reparations for black people is really another way to control black people. That vaccines on babies and pregnant women and in India, they're doing the same thing, are trials and experiments on poor people and experiments on children like Joseph Mangala used to conduct in concentration camps. You realize that's what this is, right? So you can go on and say, oh, it's all just, it's all about keeping us safe. It's all about making the world a safer, better place and racial equality, gender equality. And now women have to deal with men in their sport and black people are treated like cattle in vaccine experiments and given reparations as an insult. And if you want to be free again, you have to have QR codes and you have to have bracelets that track you and you have to have invisible ink tattoos. And I honestly have nothing else to say. I mean, that's just, that's it. And Trump won't be president tomorrow. That's, that's really the bottom line. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings. But don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive 
while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.